0: blog talk radio hi everybody welcome to ann ortley's weekly weather my name is ann ortley i'm an astrologer here at the bright red desk it is memorial day weekend and today is may 24th 2020 how did it get to be memorial day already uh, today was kind of a crazy day so i apologize for the late podcast uh just a sunday another sunday in the time of coronavirus um I remember that. that remember, don't remember the name of the author, but Love in the Time of Cholera. You know, this is quarantine in the time of coronavirus. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a busy week. Uh, we are in uh, eclipse season. As you all know, my favorite saying, the eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. It's time to get ready. The eclipses are on their way. We just had the new moon last week in Gemini at 2 on Friday. And now we are officially in the approach to eclipses. There are going to be three eclipses this year. Uh, there's a lunar eclipse on June 5th. Then there's a solar eclipse on June 21st. And then there's another lunar eclipse on July 5th. So it's emotion, seeing, emotion, right? Those are the three. The uh, the solar eclipse on June 21st is very companionable to the solar eclipse we had on 9-11. Remember, it's been 19 years. Eclipses take 19 years to go around the circle. This solar eclipse uh, is going to be right over China, going to go right over China. So this is the one they're getting the virus on, or actually the mutation of the virus. So it will be interesting to see what happened. And there was, you know, a good astrologer that I am, I always kind of watch the news. Uh, So they just announced that they have this mutation of the virus in China that has a longer incubation period, Hmm. Uh, longer than two weeks. So that means that people can walk around carrying it and nobody knows they have it for a while. So I kind of was like, ooh, interesting. So uh, we're going to watch for what comes out on the eclipse because the eclipse at 4 Capricorn, which was on... um, uh, the December solar eclipse was at 4 Capricorn, and then there was an eclipse on the, the uh, eclipse on 22 uh, in, in January, which 22, of course, in the cardinal signs is a world point. So it became a world eclipse. And then this next one is a really world eclipse. It's on zero of the cardinal axis, zero cancer, which is, you know, kind of means that the whole world pays attention. So we've got two worldwide eclipses, the one that we had in January, and that was when Harry and Meghan quit. You know, that was the worldwide news then, leaving the castle, going off to live our lives. And then, of course, the virus kind of came in, right? That came out on that one. And then now we have another one on the 21st of June. So we're leading up to eclipse period. And you know what that means is that, you know, you've listened, especially if you listen to this podcast for a while, eclipses bring to light stories. They also make us feel, you know, we have to take action on things that we haven't seen or we we didn't know about. But now it comes to light, so we find out about it and we go, oh, wow, I never realized that. You know, I had an aha moment, right? Or I had an aha revelation, or I found out something that I had been uh, thinking about or worrying about or working on or whatever. You know, it comes to light. And we often feel with eclipses this sense of urgency, like we have to do something. We absolutely have to do something. And very often it's something that's been going on for a while, not new, it's just now there's a sense of, oh my God, I gotta take the action on it. So the one that we're having with, with Gemini, uh, the first one, the one on the f- the fifteenth, uh um the sorry, the fifth of June, that's a Gemini eclipse. And so that one has a lot of energy around relationships and how we communicate and how we partner. And of course Venus is retrograde right now. And she and um she and Mercury are out of bounds. Um and so there's a lot of energy with the energy of abundance or abundance of, oh, my God, I have to do something, I have to do something. So there's kind of a heightened sense of uh, chaos with that and a heightened sense of, you know, need to take action, right? So when we look at the, the charts for this week, you know, Mars is in Pisces, so it's a little bit fluid. It's, not, it's a little slippery. It's not real clear what we're supposed to do, but we can feel we're supposed to do something, and that's the fluidity of Mars as he's approaching. He, right now he's at seven Pisces. So he's swimming in towards the Gemini planets. He's swimming in towards Neptune. It's going to take him a little while to get there. But he's also sextile to Uranus. So we're having kind of unexpected news, unexpected things happening. And we also have a lot of energy with uh, the Gemini planets of kind of communicating to us and asking us to understand things in a new way. But most importantly, we're in eclipse season. So because there's three of them this year, it's a little longer than usual. It's the two-week buildup, lunar eclipse, two weeks, solar eclipse, two weeks, lunar eclipse, two weeks out from uh, the 5th of July to the next uh, new moon another two weeks. So it goes to like the 19th of July. So this is eclipse season. We know we're going to be a little more emotional, a little more intense, a little more passionate. The planets are the big planets, the Corona corona clan, as I'm calling them, or the Corona pack. They're all moving retrograde until September and October. Um, And they're kind of backing up, right? So that's you know, we're being released, R. E. retrograde, reopening, redoing, re releasing. And in our own lives we're being set free a little bit to go and do something new. But it may not be clear what, because the Mars is in Pisces. So it's kind of it's kind of an emotional Mars. It's a sensitive Mars. You know, he's deeply feeling and he's um he's a fish Mars. So I was reading someone earlier today and um They'd had a they'd had a con- conversation with someone, and the person had just like vaporized as they as they put it they ghosted they ghosted, and I kind of went yeah that's what Pisces do they ghost you know they kind of disappear they kind of swim off, and so there's an energy of that, but also because we're having Venus retrograde, there's an energy of old relationships coming back, right? And I've had a few people call upset, breaking up with someone. I'm like, well, you're breaking up on a Venus retrograde. You're not really breaking up. You're just, you know, you're you're pausing. I've also had people that have had old love's return, you know, calling on the door, ding-dong, hi, I'm back, or hey, you know, I was thinking about you, thought I'd check in. You know, Venus retrograde is similar to Mercury retrograde, except the ghosts are more romantic. (laughs) Or they owe you money. You know, you owe them money uh so this is also venus retrograde a good time to settle debts and figure out what you want to do about that or you know kind of say no i think that's not really working for me um you know how do i want to work with the the money the finances and it does give us an opportunity to redo um all things run by the backward moving planets right now that's venus with just money and values and what's important to us and Pluto, which is how we're going to transform our power dynamics. Jupiter, which is our sense of abundance and where we really feel we want to expand in the world. Athena, which is how we see our patterns and what's inviting us. And Saturn, which is the structures that are changing around us and revising and revisiting and turning into something new. So it's a, it's an interesting week. A lot of energy with quintiles this week. All the Capricorn planets are in quintiles or... In inconjunct, so quintile and inconjunct are pretty close to each other, right? So quintiles are gifts where we get to see things or figure stuff out, or things really feel like they flow, and inconjuncts are places where we feel like we need to make an adjustment or change something. And one of the features of this uh, this pandemic has been um, the, the, the Capricorn planets being so tightly enmeshed with each other, and there's a couple in Aquarius right now, but being so enmeshed, if you have planets in Gemini, late Gemini or late Leo, you're really feeling the energy. It's like a finger of God being formed. Or if you have them in both, it's like a big finger of God being formed. It's part of a finger. But it, it's it got a really deep you know, need to transform and adjust and change. And so this is a time because the energy is a little more fluid because Mars is in Pisces and it's sextiling Uranus. It's a little time when the changes are a little easier to work with. They're They're a little different. There's a different sense to them. There's a different feeling. And the sun is gonna come in to be squaring Mars. He's in Gemini, so it's always about the choices and how do we wanna proceed and what do we wanna do. And it's a lot about options. You know, so I think when we're working in the higher realms of this, you no, know, there's higher and there's lower, which is you can't make a decision when it's lower. Well, I don't know, if should I do that or should I do this? It's like, I don't know, what do you want to do? I don't know, you know, that kind of, I don't know what I want to do, right? But the higher form is, well, the plan A, plan B, we could do this, we could do that. It gives a different, a, a sense of option. And, of course, the nodes are now in Gemini Sag, so they're really feeling like there's a bit more choice about how we do things, which is helpful, that's always helpful and the venus is retrograde saying to us revise, revisit, rethink, redo, come up with a different way, you know. So I know here in uh here in my house, <laughs> well, I've been revising things and revisiting things and redoing things and you know, and stuff that I thought I'd done already, I'm getting asked to do it again or, you know, there's a few passes at it. It almost feels worse than a mercury retrograde because it's like, oh my god, I got to do that again. All right, deep sigh. Step in, right? Um, so it's an interesting week. It's not a, not a particularly tense week, but we are in the orb of the eclipses. So we're going to start feeling them build up, right? Because we're going to be going from new to full, and when we get to that full moon uh, on the fifth of the fifth of June, it will be a full moon eclipse. It also takes us back to the story that we were working on on December uh, 5th of 2018. That was when the new moon happened. And then there was an opening square on September 5th last year. And now we're at the full moon. And then there will be a closing square in Pisces time in uh, March 5th of next year. So you want to kind of think about what was going on for you because this story began then in December, and then had an opening, and then had a culmination, and then had a um, release. So I know in my case that was you know Christmas. Uh, literally, you know, planning and getting ready for the last Christmas with my dad because he died last year, of course. And you know there was there were a lot of there was a lot of thrumming and rumbling and stuff. And then September it was after he passed, so we had the memorial service. Uh, in that time frame, and then now, uh, you know, more changes in the family going on. So I, you know, I'm kind of watching these and going, "All right, you know, what's the story here?" Um, so I know how it's going to play. When well, I don't know how it's going to play out, but I know what's going on in my life and how it echoes. So you want to kind of think about that in your life and in your world, and how those stories relate, ah, because the eclipses bring it to life and help us see it in a way we hadn't seen it before and help us understand it in a way we hadn't understood it before, and also encourage us to um, make our wise choices. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to be wise. This might be one of those times when you feel like it's a little hard to be wise. Venus is aspecting Neptune. Neptune is going to be aspect, you know, last week Mercury and Venus both aspected her. Um, So it's kind of, you know, understanding, you know, how's it going? So I was watching a newscast, the I watch a time you know I like Lester Holt so I watch the NBC basically most of the time, and so I was watching the Saturday Night NBC guy with he's a nice guy I don't I don't remember his name but he had the woman come on and and she was talking about how they were counting hospitalizations, and if you came and got a test and you tested positive but you went home, and then you came back later, and were admitted you weren't tested again but you weren't counted as a covid hospitalization so i kind of went what and you could hear him go you could see him go what what are they doing you know and of course in best newscaster fashion he's not allowed to react right i kind of wish sometimes they would go what are they doing how are they doing <laughs> cuz that's what i did i'm like I, I mean i actually rolled it back and played it again did she just say what i thought she said so it's it's uh it's a really interesting time and with Mercury and Venus and the moon and Vesta and the sun all out of bounds all getting squared by Mars, right? There's a whole energy here where you're you're getting the story but you're not getting the whole story, right? So you want to pay attention to what the whole story is because, you know, they're not talking or they're telling you one story and there's a really another story going on it's almost worse than a mercury retrograde frankly because at least with a mercury retrograde you know you know there's supposed to be confusion around communication but with this puppy it's like wow there's like all this communication confusion including like Wednesday and doing the podcast because she blew right through the morning she woke up at quarter of 11 she started working and then I put a person in at 6, because I usually try and do the podcast in the morning, so then I blew right through my time slot on Blog Talk Radio. So then it's at 11, right? And I'm kind of like, well, you know, what are you going to do? It's Mercury. It's Venus. It's, you know, blew through two time slots, because that was was how it worked. It's that kind of week. Blow right through stuff. Go, wow, I just blew right through that, didn't I? (laughs) And that's the story. And, you know, kind of get out there, do your grocery shopping, uh virus mutation noise out of China right virus mutation longer incubation period hmm of course we don't know we don't know we don't know so your precautions take your precautions get your food supply you can always donate it to the food banks if nothing happens in my case i made my little virgo list you know 140 days how many cans of cat food do i need how many how many litter boxes do I need? You know, I just started ordering my different things, you know, getting it in, figuring out where I'm gonna store it in my apartment. You know, this is the time. Start making your plans, start making your prep, figure out what's going on. And we're looking at the shutdown being, you know, September, October, November, maybe a little bit of December. I've been actually looking at it, it might go a little longer than that, but hopefully not. At any rate, you wanna take care of yourself and your loved ones. So get your food supply. Now that they're letting us out. Make sure to bring home an extra can, tuna, chicken, whatever, little dried food. A lot of people are talking to me about they're getting... Um uh, getting sprouters or they're getting um, somebody was talking about hydrophonic growing vegetables you know growing salads in their kitchen so i'm like oh that's cool i have to check that out so that's your gemini story gemini of course is what shall i plant what shall i gather what shall i do because gemini is always about the choices shall i do this or should i do that you know i always describe it as this is the time when you go how many beefsteak tomatoes how many cherry tomatoes, how many plum tomatoes, how many zucchini do I want this year? Cuz you're making the decisions about what you're going to plant in your garden. So kind of carry that out as you're making the decisions about what kind of food you want to have in your house for when we when we run in, when the food supply collapses in the fall. And I know that's kind of dark, but you know, go look at those peaks of the pandemic I posted it on my Facebook. Um little one, then there's a big one. And the big one is Mars, so that makes what we've gone through so far look like kindergarten. I know that's the hard, so, and then you're going to go, she didn't really mean that. Yeah, she means it. But we have time. It's spring. It's Memorial Day. It's beautiful. Make a plan. Make a plan. Make a couple of plans so you're ready. So forward into the week. Uh, I have a cat here on my desk. Hi, Remo. you going to help me do the weekly weather? <clears throat> he's He's taken to kind of climbing on the desk and going, Yeah, my desk. And then he lays on the keyboard. There's like a thing when you lay on the control key that makes the screen get bigger. So I'm like, all of a sudden, my my fonts are like huge, and it's Remo's butt that's doing it. All right, so this week, we are week of May 24th. The moon today right now is in Cancer. It's in Cancer tomorrow, Memorial Day. It goes void, of course, on Monday, on Tuesday night, rather, at 9.06 with an opposition to Jupiter. Uh, and then it's void and so moon opposite Jupiter is a lot of I don't really like the, you know, the moon opposites. The cancer moon's very sensitive and really emotional and kind of feeling based, right? And then it goes into Leo on too early in the morning on Wednesday morning. At two thirty three. It's in Leo on Wednesday. On Thursday it goes void at nine thirty in the morning. Goes void with a nice aspect. So Wednesday Wednesday's really a good day because it's a Leo moon with good closing aspects. Thursday, with uh, good closing aspects, moon and Leo sextiles retrograde Venus. So good for revising things, revisiting, recontacting, you know, connecting with folks. Thursday, the moon is void from 9.30 in the morning until 2.09 p.m. East Coast time, and then it goes, um, I'm sorry, it's void in the morning until 7.40 in the m. Friday. So it's void all day Thursday. And then at 7.40 a.m. on Friday, it goes into Virgo. And it's in Virgo Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it goes void at 5.17 in the morning, Sunday morning, with a trine to Jupiter. That's a nice time. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, Sunday morning, you've got to be up really early. Friday, Saturday is nice. And then the moon is void for a couple hours, five hours on Sunday morning, the 31st, when it enters Libra at 10.38, on sunday the 31st and then it's in libra on monday the first of june and it goes void on tuesday the second of june how did we get to be june already and it goes void with a square to jupiter so the days wednesday is nice because it's got a nice sextile and then friday and saturday are nice uh monday tuesday i've got a lot of voids you know kind of hard energy it's not hard but Moon in Cancer is just really sensitive and it's opposite Jupiter in a kind of a crabby sign. So, um, you know, it's just kind of a little you know, you're not you're not getting your needs met the way you would like. And then it's void, of course, on uh it's void most of um uh it's void most of the next part of it. So when it goes into Virgo on Friday it's good shape. But it's void all day Thursday, right? So the twenty eighth. Um, so that's kind of the big excitement, you know, in terms of moons. Not great moons, not bad moons, but just building up to the eclipse, which is coming, and that's a big deal. Sun this week goes from 5 Gemini to 12 Gemini, with a lot of aspects to um, uh, the, the outer planets, the crabby ones, at the end of the week on the 30th and the 1st the of June. But he has a trine to Juno on the 26th, encouraging us to partner. And then he also has a square to series on the 29th, so there's kind of a separation or an ending energy. He's cranky-crabby on the 30th, really crabby, because he's got a semi-square to Eris and a sesquiquadrate to Pluto and a contraparallel to Pluto. So Sun is really crabby, and it's in Gemini, so it's, you know, crabby with words. Um, we can expect a Twitter a Twitter storm then from the Gemini in the White House. Uh, Mercury this week is shifting signs. He is going into Cancer. He's in Gemini, his favorite sign through the 28th. That's what threw me off on the 28th because Mercury goes in to uh, Cancer. And I thought, oh, that's going into the moon. I'm like, no, that's Mercury going into Cancer. Uh, It's Gemini, right? So Gemini 24 to 30, Gemini, and then up to two, Cancer. So he shifts into Cancer on the 28th, at which point then he gets very emotionally volatile because he's going to be in cancer and he's going to have a Mercury retrograde in cancer in this next month or so. So he also is feeling really emotional before he gets there when he's in Gemini. He's still pretty clear thinking, but he also makes some really important choices on the 28th of May when he hits the nodes of fate, right, before he goes into cancer. And he has a lot of health aspects this week. He's got a health aspect on the 25th, and he has a health aspect on uh, the 26th, and he has a health aspect on the 28th, and a health spa- a health aspect on the 29th, because he's forming uh, inconjuncts or quincunxes to the big guys, the coronavirus guys. We're just going to call them the coronavirus guys. He's also a little crabby on the 24th, where he's just kind of like... Venus this week is retrograde, of course, as we mentioned, and she's at 18, almost 19, going back to 14. Um, and so she also is crabby this week because she's in Gemini kind of following, you know, she's doing what the sun will do in a couple of days. She, last week she was a little crabby, this week she's a little crabby. So she has a sesquiquadrate to Pluto and a sesquiquadrate to Athena on the 29th and the 31st. So she's a little crabby, too. Um, but not like bad. You know, it's just kind of, you know, that kind of crabby. It's not not like, you know, everybody's, Ooh, my, my computer just dealt a deck of cards. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. My computer's haunted lately. Um, Venus also aspects the nodes of fate on the 1st of June. Okay, So there's the fated energy then. She she draws and uh, has an aspect to them. So Mercury on the 28th and then Venus on the 20 on the 1st of June. So emotional choices, relationship choices, people leaving, uh, people arriving, you know, because whenever Mercury hits those nodes, there's a transition. Whenever Venus hits the nodes, there's a change. Nodes are really important. Uh, And right now, because they're hanging out at the last degree of Sagittarius and Gemini, they're on the galactic center. So a lot of us are getting uh, important messages or important information or important downloads. I'm good with any of those terms. So you really do want to pay attention to the messaging you're getting. More from your inner voice, not necessarily the world. But, you know, I'm not going to say don't pay attention to the world. If a couple people say to you, you know, you really should see this movie or you really should read this book, you want to kind of get an idea of the volume, the vision of it. You know, so I posted on Facebook, uh, the New York Times had a had the cover page of the, the Sunday Times was a listing of people's names and a memorable phrase about them. Uh, an obituary, a little mini you know, one-sentence obituary of 1,000 people because the death toll is almost 100,000, will be 100,000 this week. And it was four pages of those kind of names into the paper. Uh, And that would mean (laughs) there would have to be 400, you know. I mean, that's a lot of, like, to get to 100,000, you know, it's a lot of papers. Um, So, yeah, kind of big, kind of big. Um, Forward Mars this week Um, He meets Ceres on the 24th Which is very much a uh, Take us home to mother It's also on the world point So paying attention to that Mars is also sextile Uranus this week On the 25th Um, And that's kind of unexpected news or a change He has a health aspect on the 25th when he has a heart aspect to Chiron He is fighting with Eris and Pluto on the 26th And the 27th now remember he's in a semi square, right? Because he's in Pisces. So Eris is in Aries and Pluto is in Capricorn. And those two are square. They're going to meet up in a big square at the end of the month. But you know, that's the cantankerous energy. But Mars is in semi squares. So he's kind of being a little stressed. He's pointing out things, but he's not actually doing anything yet. So you want to kind of watch what gets pointed out to you on the twenty sixth, the twenty seventh, and the thirtieth, because he's going to be giving you some news. And he is, of course, in Pisces, so he's kind of quiet in the news. But it's there if you choose to look for it. Jupiter this week uh, is, of course, going retrograde. He's 26, uh, going back to 25. And he has got an adjustment to your home and hearth on the 27th. And he also has an opportunity for healing, some good news about healing on the 1st. And I've been watching Jupiter lately with... um, you know, when they come up with things that are going to be helpful for cures or, you know, ideas or things, or they're saying, hey, this is something that might work. Because Jupiter actually in Capricorn is being pretty practical in terms of them saying things. So that could be some good news about, you know, how to handle this or what to do with it going forward. Saturn, of course, is in quintile this week. He's retrograde in one Aquarius. Uh, he's got a quintile of Vesta. So he's not moving very far. He just went retrograde, so he's still going pretty slow. Uranus on the twenty sixth is Sextile series, which is kind of an a revelation, a seeing of things that you hadn't seen before, and an opportunity to create something that's nurturing and inspiring for you. Or inspiring for, you know, how you take care of yourself. We also have Chiron semi- sextile series. So this can be sad news about somebody or something that was nurturing to you or really helped. Vesta is running. She's 27, 29, Gemini. So she's coming to the Nodes of Fate, too. So that's on June 1st. So you're going to find out about home or hearth or things like that. Changes in your office, changes in your workplace. I have a few people that are losing their jobs or have been told their last day will be in June. So that's like a leaving, you know, packing up your office and leaving. I've had a few people kind of get suddenly fired out of the blue. And I'm like, wow, just gone? I was like, yeah, wow. So there's a lot more of that this week with Avesta. And then Juno is stationing direct on May 26th at 5 Libra. So she's saying, okay, let's go forward in partnership to create some new things, to build some stuff. And then Ceres is in an argument with Eris, so there's a bit of a crabby, cranky energy around how you take care of yourself. I generally find when Ceres has this hard, hard aspect to Eris, that's going to be on May 31st. You're kind of like, okay, I need to have macaroni and cheese. I need to have my comfort food. I'm not feeling comfortable. How do I comfort myself? You know, so watch for that energy. You know, it's kind of a I'm a little irritable. I mean, a little irritable. I need I need to be taken care of. Or I'm, Or, you know, sometimes you just burst into tears because you're a motherless child. And we all are motherless children right now. We're all being asked to step into our Saturn to do our Saturn by sign and placement and house because that's the easiest way through this. Figure out your Saturn. Do it. Do it, do it. And then you'll know what to do. And I know I did a podcast a while back ago, a while back called "Do Your Saturn," which is available for sale on my website. Uh, We have a modified version of it available for sale on Astrology Hub, Astrology Hub slash Saturn. But it's a good, it's a good time to kind of brush up on your Saturn skills. He's going back into Capricorn. He's going to ask you really to know your work because once he goes back into Capricorn, he's going to be there until December. And he really is asking us to, you know, lean in and do our work and understand what our work is, giving us a breath of a vision that we're going to be eventually free, but not quite yet, not quite yet. So on that note, I wish you a happy entrance into eclipse season. This week's kind of quiet, but next week, hmm, going to rock and roll. So, you know, go turn on some good music, dance with your Mars and Pisces, feel a little sentimental, look at old photos, um, watch some old movies, some old home movies, watch some sentimental favorite. Somebody mentioned the Bee Gees today. (laughs) So I went and listened to Staying Alive. And I think I'm going to go look at, you know, some old Bee Gees movies because I loved the Bee Gees when I was younger. Rocking that sentimentality. Rocking that warm, cozy, nurturing place that makes you feel good. And on that note, I'm going to hang up and wish you a great week and a happy Memorial Day. I know it's not a happy day, but it is a a day when we honor the people that have sacrificed their lives and we have had 100,000 Americans sacrifice their life. Probably more. They're not counting them all, you know. Uh, But yeah. So in honor of those that we love, that have departed before us, we thank them, we love them, we wish them good journey. Take care. Lots of love. Bye-bye.